welcome everybody to the Magic Beans Podcast. We are back again for episode number 153. I'm your host tonight, and my name is Shorty, and I have two beans on the line with me. Tonight we have Chewy. How's it going, mate? Good, mate. Good to be back. How are you? Uh, very good, and yes, very glad to be back. And we also have Cracker. How's it going, Cracker? Very well, thank you, buddy. That's the way. We've, uh, we've seen quite a lot of each other. <laughs> Over the, over the past so week. much. <laughs> the three of us were in the pool at one point, so yeah, we, we saw oh, quite yeah, a bit yeah. of each other. That is for sure. Whoa, hey. <laughs> yes, we were all wearing clothes. <laughs> well, shorts. Yeah, shorts, yeah. yeah we, we had some yeah. semblance of clothing on. Yeah, it wasn't yes, that kind yes. of pool party, people. No, no, no. <laughs> Magic Beans hot tub streams? Let's Whoa, go. No. Ooh, oh, no. No, no, no one wants to see that, Chewy. I'm uh, pretty sure our wives don't even want to see that. <laughs> That's probably fair. <laughs> uh, so, yes, we are back. We did miss a week last week, uh, as we sort of mentioned on the previous podcast, that we were all going to be heading to Sydney. We had the regional championships up in Sydney, and us three, as well as Polywaffle and Polson, or Infect Rules, all, all went up there and shared a... I mean, I wouldn't call it a house. Uh, it was a humble the, abode. The, the the general reaction of everybody that came to visit was they would walk up the stairs and then just kind of look around and go, what is this place? Yeah. <laughs> it was like one of those cartoon characters where their eyes got progressively bigger and bigger until they're just like, what is going on? <laughs> so, so my wife, Jen, actually looked up the history of the place that we stayed at, and it was originally owned by Merrick Watts. As it, you know, Merrick Watts. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he and his wife renovated it, and then Cherie Barber, who's from, like, got a whole whole Renault show uh, flipping properties thing, actually bought it off him uh, in, oh, okay. like, 2020 or something. So, yeah. So, yeah, super fancy place. I think she might have, like worked on it with him or something and then yeah she bought it off him in the end so yeah yeah right yeah it was yeah. like an old like brick factory that had been- uh, it was a lolly that was a, like a sweet factory oh, right. back in the day apparently oh, according no, to google no wonder i was so comfortable there yeah yeah the whole place was shaking <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but a uh, very nice house and yeah very very good weekend had an absolute blast and we'll be talking a fair bit about that tonight one of the highlights from the weekend was actually Spending some time with our illustrious sponsor, Pat. So uh, we got to meet him. It's the first time I'd met him. You've met him before, haven't you, Chewy? Yeah, you've, yeah. You've been, been a, to his, uh, Pat lives to the bazaar. Like, adjacent to uh, my my where my parents are. So I have dropped in to see Pat uh, on occasion, which is always lovely. But yeah, seeing him uh, in the you know the magic arena, so to speak, uh, was was super fun. Yeah, and he came over. And spent some time with us, hung out, and did a Vintage Cube draft with us. So, yeah, that was pretty cool, which I'm sure we'll talk about as well. But before we get into all that, we do need to shout out Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. So, Cracker, you can do the honours tonight. I would love to. Josh and Pat's Facebook auction page, they have nightly auctions of all sorts of amazing magic cuts. Uh, And they also do nightly buy it now, where you just say sold, which... Sure, he was doing a bunch of while we were away. He's like, yeah, that seems like a good price. <laughs> We've literally just spent three days hanging out with Pat and it was like sold. And you just buy some cards, you get them at really good rates. Uh, because they're a full-time auction site, their shipping is super quick and the packaging is excellent. You should go check out right now. They've got the Christmas bundles on. There's a couple of different types and they are super good value. So go check them out, jpmtgbazaar.com.au. And you will get taken straight to the website and, yeah, you can check out what they've got going on. It's always great stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, the Christmas bundles, uh, I think last year was the first year that Pat did those and they were quite successful. And this year he's doing, yeah, the two different types. There's the, the $99 one and then I think the other one's $199. But it's, uh, yeah, good value and would be a nice addition to put under the Christmas tree for any magic playing person. So, Go and check them out. And yeah, when you buy a bundle or you win any of those auctions, make sure you tell Pat that the beans sent you so that he continues his support of us next year, which we're hoping will will happen. It's very soon. (laughs) Yes, next year. It is the 1st of December and it does not feel like summer. (laughs) I was wearing a jacket all day today. My kids are in the pool this afternoon. They don't care. Yeah. I mean, my kids would be in the pool too, but I certainly wouldn't. It's got to be like at least like 28 degrees for me to get into a pool. Yeah, that's fair. We haven't had that for a while. Yep. 
All right, so this weekend, as we said, we were up in Sydney. So this was our regional championships. There's been a whole bunch of these going on. There was three or four two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, whatever it is. Then there was, I think, three the same weekend as ours. And there's a few more coming up this weekend and then a couple sort of after that as well. I, I did actually see something today that the one in China has been delayed due to like more COVID restrictions in China. It sounds like things must still be pretty full on over there. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're effectively sort of like the replacements of GPs. We've spoken about these a few few times before, but it's a, a big full weekend event. And we've been talking about going to this thing effectively since it was announced, which was, what, six months ago, I think, somewhere around there. Yeah, and uh, we were super excited. We had no idea what to expect in terms of turnout of players. Uh, we were, you know, looking forward to meeting even just a couple of people was uh, was going to be pretty exciting for us. And it's fair to say there was a lot of people from the Beans community. How, how many do you reckon you reckon there was, Chewy? Uh, over a dozen on on you know at any given moment in the room, not including yeah. us. So <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, a dozen beyond us. There was a couple of Magic Beans T-shirts getting around and and things, which was yeah, really, really uh, like blows my mind. It's super cool, but like absolutely blows my mind to to see that. So uh, it was uh, that we first thing we noticed was Plunksy. He was over by the food table when we walked in, and he had the same shirt on as you, Shorty. And uh, <laughs> it uh, it was yeah, it was like oh that. That's, is that Shorty? No, Shorty's right next to me. Hang on. Oh, that must be Plunks. There you go. So uh, that was that was super fun. And uh, there was a bunch of like, you know, new faces uh, that we, you know, got to meet people in person for the first time. And uh, and for me particularly, who's, you know, been part of the Magic community for so long, it was great to see some some really old faces for the for the first time in literal years, uh, to, you know, to see people face to face. So it was uh, it was great. So yeah, it's just cool. paper magic. It had that same vibe, you know, that we that we had at you know large events like GP events, like you said. So if it's back, baby, it's so good. <laughs> yep. So yeah, we flew in on the Thursday. We spent well, uh, myself and a few of the others spent all day Friday grinding in the LCQs, trying to qualify for the main event. Uh, none of us were successful. Uh, I think the only one from the Beans community who actually got in on the LCQs was Map, who I think took down the very last LCQ of the day. Which uh, Asbestos Mule did as well, actually. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Who's played in a few events with us before. Yeah, yeah, from Adelaide, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was my Friday. Uh, I know, Cracker, you played in at least one. Chewy, you played in at least yeah, one. I played and a then, couple. Yeah. yeah, I played yep. in one and then Highlander uh, yep, for a bit, yep. which was good. So it was good fun. And then, yeah, we had the main event on the Saturday. So do uh, you want to give us a little bit of a rundown on how that sort of panned out, Cracker? The main event. Yeah. Man. I mean, there were, there were a lot of people. Like, there was 170, I think, 165, something like that, people that were, were qualified for the main event. And it it kind of went how you'd think, right? There was a lot of mono green. And a lot of Rakdos. Uh, and it ended up coming down to being a Rakdos mirror in the finals with probably the two best players in Australia, <laughs> I think, is a pretty reasonable thought. With, uh, yeah, David Mines and Anthony Lee battling it out. And, yeah, in the Rakdos mirror, uh, which was interesting. I, heard, I was listening to Anthony's podcast this week and he was saying that he was actually giving Mindsy- <laughs> Sideboarding tips. Yeah, I did. I did hear that today, <laughs> which was just pretty hilarious for how how the mirror played out. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, I I think if like you know we we obviously spent a lot of time recently looking into Pioneer and and understanding what the metagame was, and it felt like a really good representation of the metagame in terms of what was represented. Is that what you guys were thinking as well? Yeah, it felt uh, quite diverse. Yeah, yes, it, it felt diverse, but not like it's. I guess. It felt diverse compared to standard, but not like a, you know, it's a long way from like actual pioneer or modern in its diversity. So it's at that in between. So I guess fittingly diverse. So I guess uh, if I temper my expectations with those considerations in mind, yeah, probably is diverse. But, you know, you think the format with a card pool this big would be, you know, hopefully better, but... 
better in its diversity, but you know certainly at the top tables, you know there's a lot of the same archetype, uh, well represented with just a garnish, a sprinkling of uh, of some spice along the way. So, but you know it's uh you know it's got its greens, uh, and and it's got its uh it's it's got its meat and potatoes of Rakdos mid range, but yeah, not a lot of um other stuff at least at the top tables uh, represented, which, you know, it's there, but not not in the numbers. But, yeah, the grinders, the the LCQs, a lot of diversity. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, people bought their, their deck, um, so to speak, and it was uh, probably a little bit more diverse in the main event. But, yeah, it was um, a distinct lack of Rakdos midrange in the LCQs that I saw, at least, um maybe just was the way that pairings or the pods fired i'm not sure but um in the in the main event there was you know a lot of uh of red black mid-range so yeah it's uh interesting to see what people in the lcqs versus people in the main event played how that differed yeah i remember walking along the sort of you know top 10 15 tables at around you know sort of round five type thing and it was there was a lot of rakdos decks kicking around those those top tables so i think the deck ended up having a 50 yeah, nearly 54 percent win rate on the weekend so certainly did well um, whereas mono green was was sub 50 percent so i think the uh the rakdos decks had figured out a few you know sideboard uh tips and and little tricks to use to switch that uh that match up into their favor and it certainly showed on the weekend and yeah we ended up with Four Rakdos mid-range in the top eight with a couple of mono greens, a Lotus Field, and a mono blue spirits. A mono blue spirits player went seven and zero. Oh, they crushed. They man. just ID'd into the <laughs> into the top eight. It was it was impressive, uh, very unexpected because <laughs> there's there wasn't a ton of mono blue spirits kicking around in the in the tournament. Uh, so, did we have any good finishes from the beans in the uh, in the main event? Uh, so, uh, just looking at the at the top things on melee here the highest rank person in our discord was matt uh with who went five two one with mono white humans so uh congratulations matt uh had a, a a pretty good weekend and uh managed to qualify through the lcqs and i believe the very last lcq on the friday night and uh yeah went uh went really really well so congratulations to map uh, had a feature match at one point, if I'm remembering yeah, against, correctly. Yeah, against the winner, the eventual winner. Which there you is, go. Uh, good to see. Took him, took him down on on camera. So yeah, started five and zero, which was pretty good. And then yeah, just unfortunately uh, lost a couple and took a a draw towards the end. So so the, he was the only person in the room to take a match off Anthony Lee. So that's uh, that's not a bad achievement in and of itself, considering you know it's uh, Anthony's can magic and was the eventual winner so yeah well played yep. Matt. yeah so the top 12 players from that all qualified for the upcoming pro tour in philadelphia and yeah anthony lee qualifies for worlds which is pretty nuts unreal <laughs> yeah yeah very 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 cool so we might give our thoughts on on how we sort of think of that structure a little bit later on but uh, yeah, that was the the main event, and yeah, the uh, one other thing we you know we were unsure sort of going into the into the event if there was going to be coverage, and we got there on the Friday, and lo and behold, there's ESL setting up a whole bunch of gear on the stage, and yeah, they had uh, had a full setup. It was pretty cool. Uh, Chris and I were both you know sort of scouting out what they're setting up and what gear they're using and all that sort of stuff and. It's good to see where we're on the money with the gear that we're using for our streams. There's uh, certainly not not a huge difference between the the levels of the gear, but uh, yeah, they ran coverage all day Saturday and all day Sunday for the the top eight as well, with uh, our old mate Wandering Bard providing uh, his expertise and commentary throughout the day. So uh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool to see, and yeah, good to see coverage of Australian events. I did see Cracker uh, fanboy out. Uh, at one point, because uh, Riley Knight was uh, in the room as well. So. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yep, it was. Uh, he, he does a really good history podcast. I, I don't care. I'll tell people about it. 
he does a great history podcast. And I just went up and, you know, told him I was a fan of his work. And hey, you, didn't, you didn't fanboy out. You just went up and said, hey, mate, I like your work. And he gave you Pretty a sticker. Much. And exactly. You know, that was kind of it. it was all very chill. I was just. And then I do believe the very next day, Shorty did exactly the same thing <laughs> after paying me out. Yeah, yeah, so, of course. Right. <laughs> well, he gave me some stickers, and then yeah. I realised I need to have a uh, I need to have a way to track day and night for the standard games I was playing. So I got one of his half ass history stickers and and wrote day on on one side of it, and then on the other side wrote night but with a K. Oh, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. All right. So that was the main event, and then on the Sunday we had a a five k event. So this is something that you, you you see a lot of in the states. You know, SCG would always run their five k's and ten k's and that sort of thing. But it's just it's not something that we've ever seen here in Australia. Like we would get the GPs, which had you know GP prizes, but that's basically it. Any anything that the step down from that was just store level events where you might get. Yeah, like PTQs and stuff, right? Yeah, and and the prizes might be like a hundred bucks or <laughs> something like that, and and this was five k with fifteen hundred and a five k US as well, which is worth pointing out. I think it was fifteen hundred for first, and you know, sort of went down to there. If you made top sixteen, you got like a hundred and fifty US. It's almost so. as much as the Magic Beans tournament series. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, well, I mean, it's about the same as our total tournament series. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, uh, yeah, yeah. but. It, it's really good to see that, and I think that you know you mentioned it, the prize money was in US. I think that was actually provided by Wizards. It uh, is, yeah, yeah, it was, as yep. part of the structure. So, uh, you know, we rag on Wizards like a lot, and like they mostly deserve it. But you know, I think this is you know a good thing that they're they're doing by uh, you know having having these big events, these big paper events, bring people back on the Sunday whilst the uh, the top eight's going on. Uh, you know, I would have preferred it to be modern or something not standard, but that's fine. But uh, the the prize support coming from Wizards for this and it being so substantial, uh, I think is a, a really good thing. And uh, if there's a winning formula here for uh, competitive play, I, I think that is a uh, a really important ingredient. Yeah. So I, th- I think the reason it was standard was it's actually it was actually used as a regional championship qualifier. So the top sixteen from that event also qualified for the next regional championships, which is going to be in Melbourne on the first weekend of Melbourne. Uh, first weekend of Melbourne. First weekend of March in Melbourne, and that's basically like three or four days before my fortieth birthday. So getting in there now, Beans community, big weekend in Melbourne, first weekend of March. 40th birthday for me. Come along. It's going to be stacks of fun. No idea what we're going to do, but we'll do something. We'll play games. It's going to be we'll cool. Play magic. will be yeah. magic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll play magic. I'm there. Done. <laughs> Done. Done. Yep. So, yeah, you guys didn't play in that event. You uh, you decided to take the day off and chill back at the I had a pad. Oh, it was and- so good. <laughs> so, yeah, Cracker, Polywaffle, and I just, like, jammed Commander uh, ate some lamb ribs for lunch, and then we just went out of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, I got back just, and uh, Chris was still asleep, and <laughs> he at eventually like four came in the strolling out like, oh, yep. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, so I, I played in that event. So did uh, Matty P of Polson, Infect Rules, whatever you want to call him, as well as a, a few others from the, the Beans community. Uh, I did not do very well. I started off the day well. I, I started with a uh, 2-0 win, which was nice, and then went downhill from there. But there was just stacks of mid-range. We don't have all the deck lists because some people did submit their deck lists in paper, uh, which actually Matty P uh, accidentally got himself a game loss for losing his paper deck list. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, just a, actually his, his round one opponent in that was actually Penchair. And uh, did not did not start his day well, but yeah, like every deck that I faced, like I faced mono blue to start, and then every deck after that was Grixis or Mardu or just you know some form of mid range deck. Esper. And, uh yeah, yeah, Esper, yep, uh, and yeah, it was just all all mid range soup and very long matches. I think every match I played either went to turns or was you know finished within like 30 seconds of the, the timer running out uh i mean i wasn't playing a quick deck either so 
there might be that to uh, to blame, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I actually, uh, I really enjoyed it. So I, I played an Is It Control deck, which I sort of spoke about on the last podcast. And yeah, the deck was the deck was actually really fun. It was really enjoyable. The matches I played, despite them being really long, were just super fun. Like really back and forth and, and sort of grinding it out. And, you know, one draw step can make a big difference and going down to three life and then clawing your way back in and, and that sort of stuff. So yeah, it was, was really cool, really enjoyable. And uh, yeah, standard kind of actually seemed cool if you're into long <laughs> grindy games. So it's going to be interesting to see what our Envy players come up with for, for next weekend. Can, can we talk about the people who are sitting in fourth and fifth though? Yeah, go for it. Calvin Liu, also known as Penchair, who is <laughs> sitting top of the Envy standings, uh, came in fourth. And then the illustrious sponsor, Pat, absolutely killed it and came in fifth. Yeah. Unreal. Yep. Well, yeah. Pen- I mean, Penchair's sitting on top of the Envy ladder for the mm-hmm. Beans, has been basically the entire year. So, uh, also won one of our leagues. Sure did. So one one of our leagues is on top of the ladder. Came forty eighth in the main event on the the Saturday was was already mm-hmm. qualified for that, and then came forty eighth, and then yeah, top eights the uh, the five k. So certainly uh, just you know, look, I'm not a betting a man, but <laughs> 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 but yeah, it was good to see Pat do really well because he he uh, ground the LCQs on the Friday oh, as well man. and lost twice Tw- in the yeah. finals. So. That was a little bit rough, but uh, yeah, good to see a top eight finish. And yeah, it means he's qualified for the Melbourne Regional Championship. So I'm assuming that means Pat will be in Melbourne for that as well. To be, uh, he better be. Good to see. Be awesome. Yep. So yeah, that was uh, you know after I'd lost a sufficient number of matches, it was that was kind of it for me. Went back to the the house with you guys, and what did we do? We we played sealed time spiral remastered sealed. Which was interesting. Chewy, Chewy milled me out with his red white <laughs> aggressive deck. <laughs> so that was that. That was that format, wasn't it, Chewy? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, that, that was Pauper Cube, wasn't it? No, no, no. That was the Time Spiral one. So Shorty had like removal dot deck, and I had creature dot deck, and it turned out that like we had the exact number of removal spells to creatures, and I had the exact number of removal spells to threats, and Shorty drew more cards than me. And I won through Millie. <laughs> yeah, I think, that, I think it was actually Pauper Cube. <laughs> that was Pauper Cube. It was yeah. Pauper Cube. Ah, yeah, okay. yeah, playing, right. playing okay. black. Yep. Uh, yep. There you go. Yep. Uh, All right. So, well, we yeah, cubed yeah. a couple of times. So. We did. Yeah, we had we had a, a very very good weekend. So, I guess just sort of like going around uh, to you guys, you know, opening the floor. Like, how did how did you find the weekend? You know, what what was your highlights? Like, start with you, Cracker. What mm. did you think? I oh, mean, I had a great time. My one of my highlights was sitting down to write out my deck list for Abzan Greasefang, and then the first card I saw was uh, Lotus Field uh, because <laughs> I grabbed the wrong deck. So also one of my highlights of the weekend this moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was very good. <laughs> uh, I had a blast. Like people keep asking, "Oh, did you win?" I'm like, well, "Like, let's not ask rude questions." I had a lot of fun, and I just I did. Like, you know, playing competitive magic again, like just some tight games and stuff. You know, we played five-round modern event on the Saturday, which was just it was just fun, man. I just loved it. You know, it's one of those things where you don't realize kind of how much you've missed doing those things in a room with all those people until you get back into it. So, yeah, man, it was, it was unreal. What did you play in modern? Merktide. Nice. Was what, what I brought. Yep. It's... Modern's hard. <laughs> Mo- <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Mo- modern is just hard. Like the big thing I noticed from like playing Pioneer on the Friday to Modern on the uh, the Saturday was the shuffling. <laughs> Man, oh, you shuffle so a lot in Modern. Much. Oh, it's insane. Oh, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing a deck with eight fetch lands, and it's yeah. You just <laughs> every turn you just mm-hmm. shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Four expedition deck to your maps. Opponent. I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> yeah, got, exactly. I was going to say you got Sylvan's crying, but no, you don't. That's wrong. Wrong Tron. Left. Wrong Tron. Yep. Uh, yep. One of one of my highlights, Shorty. You kind of touched on, you know, about being in the room. I loved the yeah playing modern was great. And in between our rounds, you know, oh, how'd you do? What happened? Oh, this happened. This was this great play. But then the people that 
we were invested in there was there was rolling royce and there was map and there was isaac and there was penchair and a bunch of other people that you know we were hoping did well in the main event you know we'd, we'd go and find them and sometimes it was just to like catch their eye across the room with a thumbs up and thumbs down and you know you get the thumbs up and you like give them a little fist pump and and uh, i think map actually said that you know he, re- he appreciated the encouragement um over the weekend as well so uh, i love that you know kind of riding that wave with them a little bit that in and that in in between rounds like i love having and you know a an actual opponent sat across the table from me and I love the, you know, the tangible uh, dexterity experience that you get with, with paper magic. But what it really is, is the stuff before round one and in between the rounds. That's, that's where I get my most enjoyment out of these events because, you know, win, lose or polywaffle inevitably going to time, you, you know, you're, you're invested in each other uh, as much as your own results, and I I really enjoy that. It was, uh, you know, it's it's the gathering. You know, it's it's a big, that itself's become a little bit cliche, but you know, within the broader thing, we've got our own little community now, uh, and that you know the people side of it, and you know, it's it it's it's Plunksy and and Royce and uh, you know some new faces that we. Uh, that we met and like people like Damon and Curtis the Greek came for a draft and, you know, hanging out with those people, you know, in real life, it's like, like, this is magic. This is like gameplay is actually secondary to the, you know, the time and the people that you meet. So it's, it's so good. And and the really good thing about doing that is they're all much better than us. So you feel like you've had a winning record because you're cheering on people who are winning, even though you don't have to do it. It's oh, we were claiming every every uh, no, that, win. Yeah, correct. Every win. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're beans wins. 100%. One for the beans. Yeah. Thank you. Take that. <laughs> Another one for the beans. All right, good. We're on two. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing well. Uh, yep, yep. But yeah, I, I definitely. What about you, Shorty? What, what was your highlight for the for the weekend? Yeah, it's the same as you guys. Like just meeting people, like, like I said, didn't expect yeah. so many people from our community to be there. That was just insane. And, and you know, we had people like like Yan Ray, who hasn't been very active in mm. our Discord for, for a while, but is an old, you know, OG Beans League player sort of thing. And I'm like, I'm walking down an aisle to go and register for a side event. And this person kind of like, walks towards me and then as we like cross paths we both look at each other in like recognition of i know you <laughs> and i'm looking at him going i've put your profile picture into Bean's streams before <laughs> yes <laughs> and he's going i've seen you on stream <laughs> and it's like oh yeah Ray, how's it going and yeah just like complete surprise to to sort of see someone unexpected and, and someone that we recognize but yeah just having the the same conversation with opponents all weekend like i had Amazing opponents all weekend, no no issues with anyone, but, you know, they'd see, you know, the Beans mat and the Beans t-shirts and that sort of thing and, you know, they ask questions and, you know, we spruik ourselves, all that sort of thing as as we always do, but, you know, they ask you ask people, you know, how's your weekend been, have, have you been winning, all that sort of stuff, and if every opponent was always the same response for me where it's, I'm playing Magic, <laughs> I'm, I'm away for a weekend just having fun. It doesn't really matter if I'm winning or losing. Like, well, that is winning. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm I'm just yeah. having a good time, and yeah, the the difference of sitting down across from an opponent and getting to talk to them, and you know, sh- sharing. There's a lot of moments that you get in Magic where something funny happens, or you know, they top deck the the right answer, or you do the the right thing, or you know, you you. I had a, a match where I had like four turns in a row where my opponent had lethal on the board, and I just kept finding an answer to keep myself alive. And we're just laughing and having a good time about how hilarious it is that I'm I'm completely dead. I've got no chance of winning, but I'm just <laughs> just surviving. And and that sort of shared experience that you get from playing in paper with somebody is something that we've just missed so much of on arena as as good as arena is to play you just don't get that and and, and i love the post game debrief as well you yeah, know like yeah. the showing what you sideboarded in and like yeah. asking your opponent what they thought about that plan and what they brought in against you and just like you know like all the chat afterwards where you kind of just get into like the nitty gritty of the game and then you know like you just learn stuff and and like you you play someone in you know like the friday and you know you win or lose and then you see him the next day and it's like oh you know you play them again or you hang out and like you just 
it's those kind of weekend mates <laughs> you make that you'll probably see again at some point in the future, which is, yeah, that's the best bit for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I had uh, someone named uh, a Melbourne player named JD, and uh, they they were in the queue at the same time for the for some side events on the Friday, and then we just kept bumping into each other in queues, or we would play against each other, or be sort of sitting near each other in LCQs. And then, you know, uh, they played in the modern event on the, the Saturday as well and then played in the standard event and we actually played against each other in the standard event and it was like, oh, you know, how's, <laughs> we just keep bumping into each other and, you know, how have you gone and how'd you go with this deck and, and whatever. And, yeah, just those, yeah, those little bonds that you create through a weekend because you're all in there for, for the same experience and the same reason. It's, yeah, it's very cool and it's something that from the outside or, or when you haven't had that for a while, you kind of forget that, that's what makes the gathering part of the the Magic the Gathering so special. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. Had, uh, oh, had I can't an wait for the next one. <laughs> yep. So what decks did we end up playing? So Chewy, you played Pioneer a little bit on the Friday, and then played Highlander. What was your Pioneer deck? Uh, Gruel vehicles. Uh, so yep. like the Gruel shell, but you know you've got to got to have the boat. It's not if if the boat's in the format, you got to play the boat. Is what I'm uh, what I'm learning. <laughs> Uh, and then yes, yeah, from, so, from Plunksy. <laughs> yep, exactly. And uh, I played some Enchantress in Highlander. Uh, didn't okay. go so well, uh, but yeah, was, we do uh, have a few Highlander fans out there. So what what does that involve? Uh, I, I, do, I know nothing about Highlander. Okay, so Enchantress. You know, uh, Agathian Enchantress. Whenever you play an enchantment, you draw a card. Uh, there's a whole bunch of those effects uh, been printed in Magic. There's a few cost reducers, such as you know Duke Naturalist and Starfield Mystic. And then what you do, so you get some of those into play with with a payoff. So uh, the Sigil of the Empty Throne or whatever it's called that makes angels. There's Hallowed Haunting. There's the dude that makes Tutu Pegasi. Uh, and then you get your Academy Rector and you get him dead, which you've got a couple of ways to do. Or you, your opponent can also kill them. And you go and get Omniscience. And then you can cast all of your enchantments for free. And whenever you cast an enchantment, you draw a card or two cards or three cards. And then every time you do that, you create a spirit or an angel or a Pegasus or a combination of. And uh, then you just kill your opponent that way. So uh, like a mid-rangey deck that has a big combo finish. Uh, pretty good against uh, creature-based strategies, uh, against, you know, Turn three, Thassa's Oracle combo. It's not so great, but that's that's Highlander. Uh, but yeah, basically, I wanted to play it because for my birthday last year, all the beans chipped in and got me a Sarah's Sanctum, uh, which you know a land that taps for white for every enchantment, and I wanted to play it, so that seemed like a good reason. So uh, I sleeved it up and jammed some of that, which was pretty cool. So that was my Friday. Yep, nice. And then Saturday, you played Eldrazi Tron, which you've been playing for. Yeah, yeah. Feels like forever now. Yeah, well, since KCI was banned, basically. So it has been a little while. So, uh, yeah, I always enjoyed playing Tron. It's been, you know, I've been playing the same mismatched art whiteboarded Tron lands forever. I've never added anything out out of what I bought from Card Heaven back in the day. Uh, And I felt like, the wins that I got, the games that I won were sort of hard fought, which tells me that, you know, it's back to being that 50-50 deck. It's not like a good deck uh, anymore, uh, but I just love it. And turn one, sorry, Chalice on one is still a very, very powerful effect in modern. And my highlight of the modern event was playing against the Infect rules against Paulson. And the games, the two games I won in our round, I was on nine Infect before I managed to to close it out. So that I was sweating. I was like legitimately sweating. I was worried. I was just like, I, I think I play better against Paulson than I play against anybody else. Like I seem to pull out all the stops and uh, yeah, he brings out the best in me in that sense. So uh, they were really, really tight games and came down to yeah, literally one point of damage uh, in two games before I uh, was able to, you know, lock him out and uh, his army of, Small creatures and my six six ballista uh, got the job done, so it was pretty good. Nice. I enjoyed that a lot. And then yeah, yep. on the Sunday didn't even go to the event, just played Highlander, <laughs> uh, played played Commander and drafted all day. So yeah, it's all all upside for me. Yep. And Cracker, so you said you played 
Lotus Field accidentally. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fortunately, it had been a thing that I'd been practicing. So, it wasn't yeah. like, you know, w- I was kind of umming and ahhing backwards and forwards between that and Grease Fang. And I was like, oh, if I'm going to play a bunch of rounds, then I probably don't want to play the super complicated combo deck. And then I was moving a deck into the Magic Beans deck box so I could have another Magic Beans thing. And I just <laughs> grabbed the wrong one. <laughs> Whoops. But yeah, no, I had, had a good time. Um, and then, yeah, in modern, played Murktide, which yep. super strong. There's a, a million different ways you can build it. And uh, yeah, had some really tight matches, just some really good games. A couple of blats, you know, that just happens. Sometimes you just get to play a bunch of DRCs and baubles and get people dead really fast. And sometimes that just doesn't happen. You know, you get killed by rhinos and two mana four fours from sign of dracons and stracos and stuff like that like <laughs> so yeah there's yeah a bunch of just wild stuff going on in modern it's, it seems like a lot of fun and i'm sure it would have been one of those things where i mean we haven't played modern in forever so like format knowledge is not at the highest which <laughs> is probably not <laughs> the most winning proposition but and again like i was just happy to battle like it just had a great time yeah modern's always fun yeah what about you shorty what did you bring uh, yeah, so I ended up playing the Is It Creativity in all of the LCQs on the, the Friday. I think I ended up playing in four or maybe five. I can't, I can't even remember. It was, it was a lot. And the deck was a lot of fun. There was, you know, there was quite a bit of play to it. And you just had turns where it's like, yep, I'm just going to untap here. And you're just going to top copper 30-30 trample haste to the face and, and whatever. Had some horrible luck with timing drawing the uh, either the Xenagos or the World's One Worm on exactly the turn that I wanted to go off. So that was a little bit annoying. But yeah, it did reasonably well. Got through to like the third round of an LCQ and the second round a couple of times. So yeah, it was good fun. And then uh, yeah, on the Saturday, played in Modern, played the Is It Prowess list that I've been talking about. And that was stacks fun. It was, uh, it was a really cool deck, but yeah, again, same as you said, Cracker, you know, format knowledge and lack of experience and, and play and, and all that sort of thing certainly took its toll, made made a few small mistakes. But yeah, that, that deck, same as what you were saying about just killing people real quick with DRCs, there'd be turns where it's like, yeah, I've got, you know, a, a Swift Spear and a couple of a DRC and a Soul Scar Mage on the battlefield, you know, just some one twos and one ones and that sort of thing. And then it's just like nothing untap. to see here. <laughs> yep, yep. Just can't cast a bunch of spells, flashback lava darts and whatever from your your graveyard, and uh, yeah, just kill them from like fifteen <laughs> in one turn. So well, we had a uh, we had a practice game, fun. Shorty, and you you had like a DRC and a Soul Scar out, and or a Swifty, I can't remember which one. And I went Chalice on one. Yep. And it just didn't matter. Like, you're like, okay, no. I'm casting my spells. <laughs> you, they're getting countered, but I'm getting the triggers, and I'm just, like, killing you with damage. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. It's, uh, you know, it's not the uh, not the I win button like it used to be, but uh, no. it's uh, there's so much value. There's so many triggers that you get, like, particularly, like, Lava Dart. It's not about the damage that you get from Lava Dart. It's about the triggers that you get. So it's a... Some of the parts rather than the individually powerful. Yeah, it allows you to spectacle, light up the stage and, and things like that, which, yeah, works really well. So, yeah, and then obviously, you know, uh, Mistress Bauble and things, which is free spells and mutagenic growths and uh, metamorphos, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you just it's not hard to cast a bunch of spells all in the same turn and just kill people quick. So that was good fun. Really enjoyed that. And then, yeah, the Sunday standard, the Is It Control list that I've been playing that I'm still playing it on Arena. I'm, I'm tinkering with it a bit more and sort of fine-tuning it because I've been playing some mono, a little bit of Mono Red this week and Mono, you just cannot win games with Mono Red. It's like... It's too much mid-range. It's just, there's too many shields. You can't build Shieldred, yeah. Yeah, it's just like you just have no answer when a Shieldred comes down. It's, yeah, it's not fun. So, uh, yeah, stick with the controller mid-range and standard at the moment because that seems to be the way it's going. But, uh, yeah, that was sort of the decks we played. And uh, then we did a bunch of cubing, as we've said a few times. So the Friday night, we vintage cubed. So Chris brought up his vintage cube. We had a few 
Beans community people come over and we drafted that and I stuck to my theme for the weekend and drafted Is It. Uh, I got pretty lucky in uh, pack one, pick one in Splinter Twin and then pack two opening Deceiver Exarch. So I was like, oh, yep, I'm off to the races here. And then I think you passed Chewy a, uh, a Pestamite to me yeah, a couple of picks later. Like, so. like pick seven or eight or something, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so I was pretty happy with that. So, yeah, I had a, a, I had a pretty sweet... Uh, is it deck and yeah, three owed the vintage cube. Uh, what did you draft in that one, Chew? Uh, the wildfire. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah, I had a um, the I was gonna say evacuation. No, what's the six mana thing? Upheaval, that, upheaval. Yeah, had had upheaval. Unfortunately, in pack three, I was sweating on getting a copy of wildfire and uh, burning of genie and wildfire were in the same pack. And yep. uh, you cut me off, Shorty. So I only had one wildfire. Well, the 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 burning came round. It was there was two cards left in the pack, and one of them was burning, and one was something else. And I went, oh, I think Chewy might be drafting this deck, so I'm just going to keep this burning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it hurts me. I the other card. I just yeah. want my six mana sorceries. Come on, just want to play some fair magic. <laughs> uh, I think I ended up going one two. Uh, got mana screwed a couple of times, and. Uh, you know, got just outpowered by uh, the power of Vintage Cube along the way, but uh, it's super fun. Uh, I love that archetype, and Cube's only the only place it's really viable. Uh, so it was just fun to to do that. Just a lot of mana rocks. Uh, I think I had I think I had Armageddon, uh, Upheaval, and uh, and Wildfire. So and then just a bunch of you know things that worked well in that, and a bunch of mana rocks. So. Yeah. Uh it was um it was great I had a mana drain as well. But uh yeah, it was good. I loved it. Vintage Cube is always good. And my favorite thing when you vintage cube is just looking at the faces of the uh the people that are vintage cubing for the first time when they open their first pack. So for uh Royce and Plunksy who cubed with us that night, their their facial expressions and some of the sounds coming out of them uh was uh hilarious because they were seeing some of these cards for the first time and they even know you know even though they're only collector edition uh pieces of power i I think it was the first time they'd played with power so they're still worth a lot of money yeah only collector's edition right yeah yeah Uh, yeah. (laughs) so it's um i love that like Cube virgins are my favourite. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I know you. You took the vintage cube home, and I know you. You, you were very nervous with Chris. I told him it was like I was looking suitcase. after. It's like I think I'd feel less responsibility looking after one of his kids. Honestly, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. That was um, that was uh, a tense moment. And when I saw my bag come out of the carousel, like Cracker was already there. He was flight was slightly earlier than mine. There was a little like look of like okay i can uh relief uh, yeah i okay. mean it was like that when chris was waiting for his bag to come around as well because <laughs> like he and matt came up on the same flight and matt's bag was already there and when it's like oh please <laughs> like where, where is this thing yeah that's uh yeah that's rough. Yep, and yep. and because i moved to the hills i then had to just like sell it at the airport to afford a ca- taxi home so, <laughs> uh just you just gotta have to build another cube chris i'm sorry Yep, yep. Yeah. You'd sold it for like two hundred bucks. Uh, two fifty. Yeah, yeah. It's I, about I what it's worth. Managed to get Macca's drive-through and a uh, and a cab ride home, so it was all right. I'm pretty sure the box is worth that. It's in is <laughs> worth more than that. <laughs> Just the Cuban majigs or something. Yeah, it's yeah. A- <laughs> yeah cust- custom made, fancy box with the uh, inlaid pieces of timber and whatever. Oh, it's, it's yeah. so pretty. Doesn't look cheap. Yep. Uh, Cracker, did you draft Reanimator? Or nope. Did you, uh, you went off brand? <laughs> I, well, Pat drafted Reanimator and had a very good deck, but uh, no, I drafted Storm. Ooh, okay. Because it was open. Yep. Because it's bad. And I had, I had a great time. <laughs> it's, I was it's bad doing unless that. you get all the pieces. It's true. And even still then sometimes it's just bad. But no, I had... Uh, High Tide Palancron was like my Oh, yeah, thing. that's right. So yeah, you and I played, you just, yeah. Yeah, you kind of uh, you go go infinite with that. You can untap all your lands and you make an infinite amount of mana, infinite storm, and then hopefully you have tendrils in hand. Otherwise, <laughs> you just make infinite mana and go- <laughs> Your turn. Do, do, do you concede? <laughs> do the LSV trick. 
Didn't work, Shorty. You didn't concede. <laughs> no, no. I, I had the dismember in hand for your palancrop. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, that was uh, it was heaps of fun. I think I, I think I went two one with it. Actually, I think I lost to you in the finals of that. Yes, yeah, you did. It yep. was um, but yeah, that was that was sweet. And then yep. yeah, we we drafted Pauper Cube as well. Yep, which was cool because I think that might be. I think I've drafted your cube once before, maybe. Yeah, but- we haven't drafted it many times. I know we've we've drafted a couple of times. We've uh, sealed it a couple of times, I think. So. We, we did, yep. But yeah, definitely need some updating. There's, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of new stuff that we can put in there. But yeah, it was uh, it was good fun. And yeah, Still we actually streamed the uh, the cubes that we did as well. So we we took up a basic stream setup, you know, one one camera and some basic gear and the mics and that sort of thing. And yeah, we fired off the stream on the Friday night uh, with the draft and, you know, some game uh, had set the camera up as an overhead camera and had the gameplay on and, and all that sort of thing. And then, yeah, did the same thing, made a few improvements to the stream on the, the Saturday and did the same for the, the Pauper Cube. So that was really cool. And it's it was a good, uh, you know, proof of concept that we can take a, uh, you know, a basic setup with us remotely and, uh, yeah, still get something going. So if it you're was interested to see how they to, went, go and check them out. It was great to have like a mini feature match as well for our, yeah. For yeah, our yeah. as well. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, cool. All right, so I guess just sort of like general thoughts on the weekend in terms of, you know, the structure of the event, you know, the side events, all that sort of thing, um, and then also sort of how that ties into pro play, you know, and the and the current structure that we've got set up in terms of getting to the pro tour and getting to worlds and all that sort of stuff. So, Chewie, you want to, you know, give us your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I'll start with the negative and then I'll go to the positive. Um, yep. So... Well, I got a couple of positives. So, honourable mentions: uh, the cans of Coke and bottles of water being two bucks each. Real positive. Yeah, but, that was but, so surprising. Yeah, yeah, great. But fifteen bucks for a sandwich that had chicken on it that was not refrigerated, sat in the table for you know four hours. You could do better there. Uh, but the the beverages were, uh, yeah, a, a really pleasant surprise. So, uh, good job there. Uh, the main negative that I had was the prizes for the Highlander event um, didn't scale with the the number of entrants. So uh, there ended up being 51 people uh, enter Highlander, which just shows how popular that format is. And uh, people that finished ninth didn't get any prizes out of 51 people. So it was just, you know, literally breakers meant that you, you know, got, and it was 50 bucks to enter. Right. So it, uh, they, they could have adjusted prizes based on, on the amount of people there and and been a little more generous because I think the number of entrants probably exceeded their expectations and yeah, it's not unreasonable to expect the prizes to scale. Uh, that being said, I, I think the, everything else went, okay uh some of the some of the the lcqs on friday were a little slow to fire there was a little bit of you know logistics and things but i'm gonna give them a pass in this time because like this is the first large-scale magic event in some time and uh the first one of this ilk so working things out uh you know not everything's going to be perfect the, the the first time round, and they they had a lot to organise and and a very small space to do it in. I, I think the the event space, the hall, the Marrickville Town Hall, it's fair to say it was at capacity. Uh, so you know they they probably had more to do than they were anticipating. It was a bit slow, but uh, all in all, all things considered, I I think the 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 tos and and particularly the judges that that kept us all in line and it it always you know you can have a completely garbage to but if you've got a great judge things run really well and all the judges we had were as always awesome and although i got stabbed in the ribs with a pen by one of them a couple of times but uh but yeah i I think that was that overall the the event was like you give them a pass uh, it, I'm not saying it was run amazingly and, uh, you know, it should be the model, uh, but it wasn't a complete train wreck either. So uh, a pass mark on that and, you know, they'll get better uh, as more events like this go on. So that's kind of my like soapbox five minutes for my thoughts on the event. What do, what do you guys, do you, are you in furious disagreement or do you think, you think I've. I think they did a better job than you're giving them credit for. Okay. 
I actually think it ran really smoothly. Like there are a couple of delays, but as like each day got on, everything kind of just seemed to go better. It, Maybe I got like off on the wrong foot. Frustrated it- people or whatever. Like I think it just like the the there were a lot of people grinding LCQs. There was probably what do you guys reckon? 70? 70? Yeah, it was yeah. way more than we expected, which is and probably so, way more than they expected. G- yeah, so given the volume of people, I think that they fired those really quickly and actually did a good job. There were delays, but that was just like, I think they just didn't have judges and people needed to take lunches and stuff like that. So uh, Maybe I, I got I, off I, on the wrong foot and had a bit of taste because like, I lined up for like 20 minutes and got to the end and they were like, oh no, you've got to go pay first. And it was like, oh, there's- that's true. There was a, no signage. That a was done. folded piece of paper on the desk saying pay here first that you couldn't see until you got to the front of the queue. That's uh, true. But they did yeah. just let us jump back in they, they did. after we'd they done did, that. So, like, they, they handled it they, pretty they well, did. considering. They did because they saw that they were going to have a small angry man on their hands. But uh, it's a, you know, things like that, like simple signage and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, or the, the PA system wasn't clear uh, at all, but... It's, nah, uh, they never are. They never are. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like a train station full of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I, th- I think the, the whole thing was interesting as far as how it like leads into pro play. I don't know. It's it's a different system, and it's the first time we're seeing it. I think it's like, I think it's awesome that we had like qualifications straight through to worlds. I think it's cool that you got like a bunch of people into the next RC. I don't know though, because you still just get like the one shot. A year, which I guess is not super different for Australia than we used to get, where you'd have like the one GP, you just kind of had to spike it. But well, I, th- I think we're actually going to get three of these a year now. Well, that's cool. So in that case, it's just going to be strictly better for us, right? Yeah, you just it's get a, it's more at least two goes. a year. I think it's three. Is that Australia and New Zealand, or just Australia? Yeah, yeah, Australia, Australia yeah. and New Zealand. It, yep. That is the region. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. our yeah. region. Yep. yep. But I mean, maybe they do one in New Zealand, but I think the majority will be. Here, given the population difference, yeah, I, th- I think they said. I think Good Games said that they'll be running them in Melbourne and Sydney, alternating going forward. Actually, no, I think was it, it was going to be every second one was in Sydney, and then the other ones were going to alternate between Melbourne and Brisbane or something like that. Sure, uh, until they yeah sort of see which is totally out. fair, totally yeah, fine. Yeah. Like I think that's probably the the most reasonable way to do it. I'm sorry, New Zealand, it's a beautiful country, but you've got like four million people. <laughs> in total so so you've got yeah. about 50 magic players <laughs> yeah yeah i mean they're good you know peach all, yep. come on mate all, all uh, in, uh, in the envy <laughs> yeah so plenty pl- anyway um i yeah i think it was good I, I think it was yeah well run like the co- uh, the coverage was a real surprise and i think they did a, a pretty good job esl always puts on a you know pretty decent show so yeah i'm i'm, I'm about it man i'm definitely keen to see how, how it runs down here in melbourne yeah, absolutely. Yep. What do you I, think? Oh, <laughs> I just realized, just realized I had a highlight that I wanted to bring up before I give you my thoughts, which was with Rolling Royce, we met him for the first time. His surprise. I remember we were sitting there like, <sighs> playing a game and he's like, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around it, Shorty. Like, I, I, I thought you were going to be taller. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like genuinely shocked that I was shorter than he expected, and like I'm not actually that short. Like I'm, I'm, I'm only just shorter than you, Chewy. I think, but I'm, I'm not really that short. But somehow uh, I he had a, in his I head a few inches on you, champion. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 a few inches yeah. around the waist. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, he was genuinely, he genuinely thought that like. The nickname it was, one of those- was ironic or, yeah. or something, and, and that yeah. I was going to be like tall or whatever, and yeah, like that. Just the bewilderment on his face was, it was great. It was, it was hilarious. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, my thoughts on the weekend. Uh, yeah, I, I thought they did quite a good job with. Yeah, like we we spoke to what's his name, Glenn Doyle. That's the, yep. the guy who runs it, and you know he was sort of saying that they didn't know what to expect. You know, this is the first big event that we've had in Australia for three years effectively and they didn't know what the turnout was going to be like and you know how many people would come for side events and and all that sort of stuff and and so they were very surprised with how many people showed up which was good the sunday which you guys missed out on the the hall was yeah definitely sparse of of people like there was only uh, 68 i think in the standard event there was the top eight playing and there was like a couple of random side events sort of going on so there was nowhere near as many people there on the sunday which i think they probably would have been a bit disappointed at with the especially with the 5k on offer from that 
but yeah, I think they definitely they did well, and there was definitely areas that they can improve on, and which we will see going forward. But yeah, I think the the big thing for me is the the path that this actually sets out for pro plays is actually I I find it way better than the old system. So like the old system was horrible for us here in Australia, we, because we only had one GP a year. You had to play in that and effectively spike it to even have any chance of getting anywhere like having any mm-hmm. chance of getting on the pro tour like it it just just didn't exist the the chances to do that it was so small and so hard to do whereas now we've got we've got a system for the grinders who want to play tournaments every week you know all the regional championship qualifiers they're on pretty much every weekend or every second weekend that sort of thing so you got the people that can play every weekend have got that and for us if we happen to have a spare weekend we can go and play in those things if we want but then that feeds into a big large event like this which is effectively a gp like i got the same sort of vibes from this as a gp it wasn't as big as the last gps that we went to but same sort of feel and and having that last chance qualifier thing that you can do on the friday you, you know you've got a chance for the people like us who don't get out to play very often we can just go all right i'm just committing my friday to grinding these lcqs and and if i make it awesome and it's it's you know effectively like four or five more chances of getting into the main event and in the main event qualifying you know top 12 or top 8 or whatever it is happens to be at the time through straight through to the pro tour like that's awesome that's that's a bunch of qualifications whereas previously i think you had to actually win the gp to get to the, the uh, top pro 8 tour, top 8 qualified it used to be top 16 then it was top 8 uh, and then, and then of, there was also like your regular scheduled PTQs, which we had a handful of, um, but is this, are those numbers going to adjust once they've got things seeded? Cause this is about actually it, yeah, so it, filling it up, right? Yeah. It, it will be top eight going forward. This, this time it was top 12. Uh, and that was the extra four was to sort of fill up the slots. So it will be but top is, eight going and forward. And what about the world's invite? Is that going to remain... Yeah, that, that will stay. And so, and so that's okay. the other big thing. It's like you've got, you know, in this case, it was top 12 gets you to the Pro Tour. Awesome. If you win, it's not just, yep, I, awesome, I earn some cash and I get to the Pro Tour. You go straight to Worlds, which is huge. So it gives you these extra incentives to to play and try and do well and, and all that sort of thing. And then having the, you know, the Sunday event qualifying you for the next one and, and all that sort of stuff. It just, it, from my point of view, it just gives players of all commitment levels i guess an opportunity to achieve what you know like you've done once chewy but the rest of us would love to do once which is actually get to the pro tour and whereas previously my odds of getting to the pro tour were basically zero now it's like oh i actually have a reasonable shot it's if I now commit, less than zero know. yeah yeah <laughs> no sorry now more, more, than, more than, than zero more than zero sorry sorry yes. that's what i meant <laughs> oh, wow oh, freudian <laughs> slip there oh, no no yeah, it's yeah. uh that's what you get for calling me fat uh so yeah, yeah. it's it's uh but you're right like it's it's now obtainable and considering we've just like come out of the darker wastes of absolutely zero pro play for like literal years to have something now we looked at it and we went okay it's a it's a structure but it looks like it could work and now having actually experienced it and 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 seen things it's it looks like it, it it's pretty good like i i like it the uh the dream is there again like to to get back on and i know you know you're yes like 15 years ago <laughs> i i qualified one time but like I've got that desire starting to like burn again to 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 do that. So and now I've got a, a structure that I can actually engage with and and do. So I'm I'm right there with you, Shorty. I think this is uh, yeah. a, a good thing. Yep, I think it's just really cool to have a path that is there that is attainable for people of all yeah commitment levels. Whether you're a, a weekly grinder or you can only play once every few months or even twice a year or whatever, like us seems to be the case. And there is the, a path that is there that is actually achievable. And I think the the other big thing that sort of rang for me this weekend was seeing the Anthony Lees and the David Mines and you know Isaac Egan and and those sorts of you know the the really top well-known players that have played multiple PTs you know like Ollie Ox was there as well like those sorts of people that have been bronze and silver and gold level pros in the past they were all there for this event which signals to me that they see this as 
their path as well back onto the pro tour and, and that sort of thing. And so when you're running events where those level of players are wanting to get involved, that's a really good sign that your system looks good and, and looks um, sustainable. So yeah, I'm assuming parameter. that they'll, yeah, they'll make tweaks to it over the, over the years and make little changes. And I think they need to, in, in different regions, they need to adjust the qualifying numbers and, and those sorts of things based on the regions. But yeah, I sort of look at this and go, well, the last GP that we played in was four or 500 players. And yeah, you had to top eight to get on the pro tour. Whereas this was 150 players the odds are a lot better to to actually uh, actually make it. So yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm excited and uh, yeah, I'm I'm hanging for the one in March. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I don't think we'll probably get a chance to play a regional qualifier between now and then. But yeah, we'll just grind the uh, the LCQs again and see how we go. So very cool. The last little thing we wanted to touch on, I guess probably mostly pioneer based, but do we think there will be any bannings based on what we've seen from? You know, we've had a bunch of regional championships now. Obviously, Rakdos and Mono Green seem to be the two top decks. Do we think we're going to see a banning, Cracker? No. no. I think we should, but I don't think we will. Okay. Chewy, you reckon? Uh, I think we would need to find out what the uh, formats are for Worlds, and they may, in the you know months leading up to uh, Worlds... Worlds is Pioneer and Draft, apparently. Okay. That, then we may oh, no. do... That, sorry, that's the PT. I don't, I don't know what yeah, Worlds okay. is. The yeah. PT is going to be Pioneer and Draft. So maybe after the PT, if they want to have a more diverse metagame for Worlds. So that's the only way I could see it. I don't think we need one right now. I don't think we'll get one right now. The format would benefit from one now, probably, uh, but I can't see it happening. But I, I think as we get towards World Championships, they'll start really looking at it. Ben Khan. Yeah, I, I think I wouldn't be surprised to see a Khan ban. Just from a gameplay perspective, it is pretty horrible and it's just getting stronger and stronger as we especially with all the artifact sets coming out so i wouldn't be surprised to see that and i wouldn't be surprised to see just something out of either black or red go just to just to take that mid-range deck down a, a notch but yeah but what do you ban out of that because all the cars are so replaceable like that's the <laughs> thing ban children those... in all formats please yeah yeah <laughs> this <laughs> is the money replay. uh i mean like <laughs> nick Thos is clearly not that bad man anyway yeah. uh nick Thos is clearly the broken card but i don't think they're going to want to ban that uh, no that's a so pillar if, of the format if right? you need that's... well i mean yeah but they've they've banned other pillars out so like it's not but um ban the troll and that that Powers no, 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 no. You need to be- no, 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 no. You need to ban Khan because Khan is your combo engine, right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing about it. Like, if it becomes just a straight, like, ramp beatdown deck, then you can plan for it. But it's the fact that it just pivots into this stupid Planeswalker control combo you know, win strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fair. just this stupid weird win combo that, you know, is fetching an exiled artifact because that's what Khan's ability does and your chain value. It, it's dumb. Ban Khan, I think, is yeah. the, the correct thing. And the metagame, even though like green didn't do very well, it's because everyone was gunning for it because it is the best deck. And and I think that's why it was kept down. Not because... Not because it's bad. No, no, 100% not that. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, we'll see. Like They were pretty quick on the bannings with Pioneer when the f- format first started and they, they, they'd said that that was their intention to be Pretty but free like with their bannings, but, to start yeah. with, weren't they? But then they've, you know, Pioneer kind of died and they've dropped right off from that. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be good for them to do a bit of a shake up and, yeah, make the format interesting. But we'll have to see. All right. Last thing on the way out the door is a reminder about the Envy. So the 2022 Magic Beans Invitational is on next weekend. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Saturday, the 10th of December. And uh, it'll be the stream will be firing up at 10:30 a.m. So we've got 16 players that have qualified after playing through all our events through the year. Uh, various league winners, our returning champion Jedi's Walker, uh, a couple of players that have played in all the Envy so far in Hemsey and Tom D. And uh, yeah, we'll be watching all the action from that. It's going to be a long stream. We're covering more than we usually do from the league finals. So. Uh, yeah, strap in for a long day. Uh, no Chris, so I'm pushing buttons all day, which is going to be uh, going to be fun. But uh, yeah, we're going to give away over three grand in cash and prizes on the day, on top of all the prizes that these players have already received throughout the year. So that's pretty sweet. And of course, we're going to have a ton of giveaways. I received a nice box of goodies from Pat just before we headed up to Sydney, and uh, yeah, got. 
got lots of good things to, to give away. So make sure you uh, have that in your calendar. Come and tune in throughout the day and uh, watch all the action. Cheer on your favorite player from uh, you know your, your league group or whatever through the year and uh, get in on the giveaway. So Saturday, 10th of December, 10.30 a.m. And that's going to do us for this week. So the usual reminders on the way out the door. Just go to, I'm just going to make it short, go to magicbeanscast.com and you'll find links for everything. Josh and Pat's, Discord, merch store, all that sort of stuff. It's all at magicbeanscast.com. So go and check that out. And uh, yeah, if you would like to chat with me at all, you can find me on Twitter. I am at PSync. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. Yeah, Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. Very good. So that's it for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there, and we will see you all next time. Bye.